Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out, and make sure you subscribed. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall on 93 WIBC. From the Kendall and Casey Show, here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? Great. Thanks, as always, to the segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. You had an interesting breakdown today on the show about some of the polling that's been going around. I was curious, right off the bat here, a couple of days ago, did you see that Harvard-Harris poll that said Donald Trump and Mike Pence were the two most popular politicians in the country right now? Well, it, was Ron, it was Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence were the two most Ron popular. DeSantis. Uh, yes. And uh, people like Mike Pence because they don't know him, but Ron DeSantis, I can totally see why he would be the most popular politician in the world because he is doing a great job people like politicians who follow through on what they say and ron desantis does not bend a knee to the woke angry lunatic mob did you see that bridge was opened up in florida like a couple days ahead of schedule had this been something that joe biden had been a part of there had been a ticker take parade somewhere ron desantis will be the republican nominee for president i'm going to tell you guys exactly how this oh. is going Going to play out. Uh, okay, so Ron DeSantis is going to win this governor's race by probably eight to ten points, would be my guess. Charlie Chris is a terrible candidate. Ron DeSantis is a great candidate. And Ron DeSantis has, for the first time in Florida's history, given them a Republican registration advantage. He has hundreds of thousands of people uh, have flocked to the Republican Party under Ron DeSantis. He will win easily. He will then be a rock-solid, conservative, liberty-minded executive who boat-raced the competition in what is still considered a swing state, and everybody will finally begin to say, yeah, I think we're done with the Trump drama. Can he beat Donald Trump in a primary? If they both run, let's say both of them are in it to win it, can he beat Donald Trump in a primary? Oh, yeah, absolutely, because here's what he's going to do, and this is DeSantis is a great campaigner. He's going to coalition build because there are conservatives who will vote for him. There are liberty people who will vote for him. There are people who want to win who vote for him. And most importantly, I think very early on in this process, there is going to be the establishment base of the Republican Party who is going to say, well, we really don't like DeSantis, but he ain't Donald Trump. And I think you will see DeSantis quickly coalition build. And the contrast of how these two guys run for president, it's going to be a very easy choice for most what's people. What's the um, Democrats' knock on him? Like, what's their angle to 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 go against him? Well, what is it? Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'm nothing. asking. There's really, well, he did the don't say gay bill. He's banning books. And, I mean, is that all they have, really? I can't think of anything. I mean, you, you know, look, 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 I I, I am I do not wish for anyone else's life. I'm grateful the Lord gave me this life, and I get to hang out with you guys. But if the Lord had said you could have been Ron DeSantis, I would have said that's an intriguing <laughs> option, right? I mean, think about the guy's life, right? Especially when you compare and contrast it with Donald Trump. The guy, let's go all the way back to his childhood. He played in the Little League World Series, for crying out loud. That's was right. a great athlete. Yeah. Was an, you know, a distinguished member of the military. Played his, college baseball. His wife was on the Golf Channel. His kids are perfect. There's Everything about this guy's life has been... It, the worst thing they found on the guy is maybe, we don't even know for sure, but maybe 25 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever it was when he was uh, like a 
professor. He gave uh, you know some college students a couple beers at a party who also may have been over the age of 21. That's it. That's it. They're going to go after him for COVID because there's always people that say death Santis, death Santis. <laughs> and that one moron lawyer that's down in Florida that dresses up like the Grim Reaper. That's going to be the thing that they have against him. But I don't think that's anything. Who does he or does it matter who he picks as his running mate if indeed he does put his name in the hat for president in 2024? Who would it, make sense? Well, I, th- I think... Like a Tim Scott is someone that you really look at and say that's an ultra impressive person, a person who really blocks a lot of narratives against the Republican Party and is a great articulator of the message of liberty and freedom and limited government. I, just, look, I mean, I'm just pulling names out of the hat right now, but that's a guy that right off the top of the bat, you know, senator from South Carolina really stands out as someone that you'd say that would be a great team. So where are we at with those folks who feel like they're loyal to Donald Trump? They feel like they got everything they wanted out of his presidency. Job numbers were great. The border was under control. The important things that matter were fine. We did not get into war. And they also feel like he's been done dirty. So they kind of feel like they're loyal to Donald Trump. Trump's loyalty will last only as long as you can compare and contrast it with someone better. And look, there will still be, you know, 15 to 20 percent of the Republican Party who will feel and it's not wrong that Trump got screwed in 2020 and we're going to send a message or they won't vote again. I've heard that before. People said, you know what? I don't like what happened to him. I hate the fact they're raiding his house now that he's not the president. All this January 6th crap. Trump He lit something inside of me, and I don't want to vote anymore. But the problem with Trump is he buckled when it mattered most. Look at how Trump handled COVID versus how DeSantis handled COVID. Trump signed off on and actually asked for more than he even got for the $5 trillion that was the bribe by the federal government to people like Lockdown McGee here in Indiana to shut the state down. Trump encouraged shutdowns. He He didn't stop it. He kept Fauci around. Absolutely. You you know, that is when, you, you know, it's easy to do it when things are going well, right? And Trump did some good things when things were going well. But you really see who people are when times get tough. And when times got tough, Trump's answer was throw a bunch of money at it and shut down. And DeSantis's was we're staying open. As much as I liked Trump and people liked Donald Trump, the people he surrounded himself yes. was a problem. And the fact that he didn't just clean house on day one and fire all these people became ultimately his downfall because those were the people that kept leaking every Every single thing out there. You kept these horrible people around and they ultimately stabbed you. You have to be able to coalition build. You have to be able to coalition build as a candidate and you have to be able to coalition build in governance. And Donald Trump cannot coalition build as a candidate or in governance anymore. He's too polarizing and much of the polarization is self-inflicted. We're going off the rails with Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey show. So Nige brought up polling to start the segment here. You had a pretty good breakdown of how polling is really working in today's political climate earlier today. Yeah, so this happens every single year, and people just, I guess, don't learn lessons. Hey, look, if, if you watch 
polling, looking at polling is like betting on sports. And I know you're a degenerate gambler, so maybe this hey, doesn't tonight, apply to you. tonight, 7 to 8, it's You Bet with Bet Rivers, <laughs> Indy's premier sports betting radio program, right after the Hammer and Nigel show. And there is nothing wrong with betting for fun. There's nothing wrong with betting and having a good time. You should certainly listen to Hammer. He is one of the best in the business. <laughs> but you should not be betting on trying to earn a living on on betting. That's There's a reason casinos have big, huge buildings and you know you're listening to us you know it's 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 just the reality of it right it's fun to do it's fine you got to have limits around it polling's the same way look at it enjoy it chuckle at it but there are people who take the polling as gospel and the same stuff happens every year where democrats get this huge lead and it's all over and republicans might not even might not shouldn't even run a candidate you're going to be so embarrassed and then what do you know come first of october the polls start tightening sometimes republicans pull ahead the races are almost always much closer than anticipated because in august i was told that it was going to damn near be a blue wave sure. in terms of the senate and these governors races house not not so much, but Senate and governor's races in August, Republicans shouldn't even go vote. Well, that, that's that's because polling <laughs> up until about the 1st of October is about voter manipulation. Because nobody, when, for the next two years, when they report the polls, what do they report? Who got it right at the end? The poll right before. That's all they show. They don't show the poll in August or June or July. These polls, and it's done through a variety of mechanisms, are about voter manipulation. You can either believe that every single year people are just uber-liberal Bernie Sanders cheerleaders until October, and then they suddenly turn into Ronald Reagan, or you can believe something is afoot here. It seems like there's been a common theme in terms of what people are concerned about with polls everywhere from the New York Times to Fox News, um, and it's it's energy, it's inflation, it's the recession, it's the economy, stupid. Do you find that same um, sort of theme? So there's two things that go into why polling, even when they're trying to get it right, they get it wrong so much. Number one is they tend to oversample Democrats. Real Clear Politics has it up right now with the Republicans winning 52 Senate seats. The Republicans are not ahead in 52 Senate races. But what they've done is, and Real Clear Politics has done a good job with this, they've looked at it and said, okay, these states, these polls are oversampling the Democrats collectively by X, and when we sample them correctly, here's what we get. That's the first thing. Now, hold on. Stop right there. Let me break this down for those who are saying, I don't understand what you're talking about so if you do a poll of 10 people in marion county and eight of them are republicans and you publish the results that's not going to be indicative of what's happening in marion county because it's not an 80 percent heavy republican county right they get it wrong on the sample size and the way they do the sample so if you were to say if you had polled seven democrats in marion county you'd get a more accurate result or six or whatever it is so that's the first thing the second thing is and in georgia is a great example of this herschel walker is going to boat race Raphael Warnock. Now, is he going to win by 10? No, but I don't think the race is nearly as close because, look, remember we all remember Mock. Remember Mock, the woman I used to work with? Sure. Yeah, her husband is a great example. Now, he's into politics, so maybe not the best example, but there are a whole bunch of dudes like Mock's husband who are between the ages of 40 and 65 who it doesn't matter if Herschel Walker were on the Purple Party, the Communist Party, the Republican Party, the Libertarian Party. They remember Herschel Walker running over people and winning trophies for the university, and they are going to vote for Herschel Walker. You don't find these people. You don't sample these people correctly. They're often non-political people. It's the same reason Trump won, because you don't. it's not even malicious. You don't know how to find these people. Can you still 
stick around for one more break? Sure. We are going off the rails with Rob Kendall. Come on back. We'll do a little bit more. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Nigel, Jason Hammer here, Rob Kendall here to go off the rails uh, locally here in Indiana. What did you think of the Senate debate uh, a couple of nights ago, man? Well, Todd to, Young and the uh, the Democrat and the Libertarian. Well, to steal a line from Animal House, you're all worthless and weak. <laughs> that was, uh, I really think all three candidates, the Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young, James Siniak, the Libertarian, and Tom McDermott, uh, the Democrat, owe me an apology for wasting an hour of my life. It was like a celebrity Jeopardy sketch from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it, it was It was terrible. I mean, McDermott, I guess, was the winner, but I compared that to winning the AFC South, you know, the Colts, the <laughs> Titans, the Texans, and the Jags. Somebody's going to win, but we all know none of them are actually winners. Yeah, it was terrible. Does that matter to you in terms of policy? You like Siniak. You're going to vote for the Libertarian. Right. I mean, in terms of pure policy, that counts, doesn't it? It does. But James Siniak and Hammer said it best. It was like a Saturday Night Live skit. I mean, the guy couldn't string three words together. And I get that you're nervous and you know you're on statewide television and you've never never done it before. But I think what was frustrating about that was there are so many Republicans, so many conservatives who are rightfully so not committed to voting for the Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young, because of his egregious adding of $11 trillion plus now to the national debt, and you had a chance to grab those people, and you know he was like Kirk Cousins in primetime out there. He threw up all over himself. Is that frustrating for you? Because I know you are a libertarian, and on your program, you've pointed out all the ridiculous spending that Todd Young has done. So there's a lot of people that were watching that debate that said, you know what? This is the guy that Rob Kendall's talking about. And then you watch him, and it's like Chris Farley talking to Paul McCartney. Does that tick you off? Oh, sure, because and Hammer, we've done this now two elections in a row. We told Rainwater what to do in 2020 that would have won him hundreds of thousands of votes, which was call Holcomb Lockdown McGee during the debate. We told <laughs> Cineac what he needed to do, which is call Todd Young the Duke of Spendingburg. And what happens for these libertarians is, and the one exception to this is Jeff Moore, the Secretary of State candidate, who was perfect in his debate. He did phenomenal. He was awesome. Everybody should absolutely vote for him. He, That's the he, one where Diego wasn't yes, there. Yes, right? correct. Yeah, and Jeff Moore is a, is a total rock star, and he needs to get to that 10% because it will help the libertarians long-term dramatically. But all that aside, these libertarians, for the most part, go in there and they're so nervous because they think, oh my gosh, I'm the third party. No one takes me seriously already. I've got to be super serious and professional. Or No! Those votes are there to be had. Nobody who is not voting for Todd Young, who is a conservative, cares at all about how professional you are. They want to hear you call that dude what he is. He's a gaslighting fraud. They're trying to be too perfect of politicians, and you're not going to out Todd Young, Todd Young. Todd Young is a disingenuous, colossal, pathological liar and a failure. And I'm not just saying that because he was very mean to me, along with his <laughs> evil assistant Igor at the Stax Pancake House. That's fine. That comes with the territory. But he lies. He goes, comes out there and goes, oh, the Biden administration is really, the spending is out of control and inflation is just destroying society. What do you think the $11 trillion that you added to the national debt had to do with that? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Finally, uh, before we let you go, what happens in the Marion County prosecutor's race? Boy, I, you know, I, Mears is so bad for this city. And gosh darn it, I'd love to see him be beaten. But it's just the Democrat registration advantage is so large. And, you know, Hammer, we talked about this last last week that it's just it doesn't seem like Carrasco the Republican has made enough inroads to beat this guy 
She's got a lot of people that support her, but it just feels like people will vote straight ticket in Marion County. When you are running against a guy that has a you know 60% to 40% registration advantage or 60-30 or whatever it is, you got to win a lot of unexpected votes. And she's going to win probably all the expected votes, but she's not going to win enough of those unexpected votes to, to win the race. What's coming up tomorrow? Well, this may shock you guys, but home sales are in big trouble. And you boy, don't say. Boy, who didn't see that one coming? He's off the rails. He's Rob Kendall. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC or subscribe and get it right to your phone.